Hey, it's Ian Altman. On this episode, I'm joined again by my good friend Bob London of ChiefListeningOfficers.com. The business chief listening officers, you probably figured out the .com part. Bob and I often talk about different things, good and bad, that people do from a marketing standpoint and how they either build or erode trust with their customers. And we often get questions in from listeners about different ideas that they have and looking for our opinion. And we've got one that's, um, that, that really, I think, merits a discussion. So, Bob, can you share with us what the question was that we received? Yes. Thanks for having me. And here's the question. Dear Ian and Bob, my biggest customer is having their annual conference in Vegas. Exhibiting at the conference is quite expensive, but I was thinking it's an opportunity for me to do something out of the box regarding prospecting. What do you think about me continuously driving an Uber around the convention center in the hopes of meeting some of the attendees? Thoughts? Question mark. Signed, Clever Quota Crusher, Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, I mean, Bob, the notion of what's this person going to do? They're going to drive around in an Uber the whole week on the hopes of picking up some prospects? I'm guessing quite um, literally in this case. Yeah. Um, Ian. It's, it's, it's crazy. You, Ian. Hold on. Hold on. Again, why are we so quick to judge and dismiss? This is, as the gentleman said, clever quota crusher, it's an out-of-the-box idea. Now, having said that, don't you think it warrants a little bit of discussion? Just Let's just see where it goes. You know, I, I guess everything warrants a discussion. There are no stupid questions, and as we've often proven – only stupid people trying to answer them. So we will fill that role of the stupid people trying to answer <laughs> this great question. Um, and, and I guess, you know, one of the thoughts is that, look, I mean, the convention center is going to be filled with people who are his potential prospects. The idea of marking the, that the event is too expensive. And so if this Well, not guy, just too expensive, but everyone's ha exhibiting all his competitors are all doing the same thing. So he's not going to probably with out. the same message. He's not going to do, do anything differently. And here's a thought that really, when I first heard the question, I didn't really think about what makes a pretty good point is his choice is between spending money to market at the event in a booth that probably isn't going to stand out compared to his competitors, or he's driving an Uber and he's actually getting paid for marketing. So he's actually making money. In fact, if this guy has a team of 12 people and they all do this, this could be a banner week for them. Yeah, I didn't even think about that if he gets all of his people to do it. But we'll, well, let's – what are we really talking – let's go back. What are we really talking about here? We're talking about if this worked, then Clever Quota Crusher would be in a car driving, literally in the driver's seat, which is what salespeople would love to be. In a, it, in a captive setting. So there's a, an executive or two executives in the back seat. They're not going to jump out of the car, hopefully. And so it's literally what, how much would you pay as a marketer or seller to get a one-on-one -on -one conversation like that? Well, and I, th I think there's a couple things we need to think about. One is that if you're going to do this, I think Clever Quota Crusher needs to make sure that at no point is he got the car moving less than 25 miles per hour because someone might get out. And second – Oh, like the Keanu movie Speed. <laughs> exactly. The bus can't go or else the bomb goes off. Exactly. So if all of a sudden you're like at an intersection and, and you're pitching people and they feel captive and they don't want to hear your message, 
keep in mind, they could just get out of the car. So, so that's something we need to guard against. And well, also, Ian, Ian, then they wouldn't get where they need to go. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. So they <laughs> are captive. They, you're just, leveraging their desire to get somewhere. So take the long way and make sure you're on a highway and it's kind of in a remote area. So people aren't going to be inclined right. to get out of the car. A neighborhood where they'd be afraid to get out of the car. And that way, <laughs> that way you truly have them captive. I think one other point that bears mentioning, because I think he may have just been, you know, not thinking this through entirely, is if you're trying to target executives. So imagine there's 20,000 people at this conference. And some of the people aren't in a position to make decisions, and some people are. I think it would behoove him to have a luxury vehicle and do Uber Black, <laughs> because then he's, he's more inclined to get the luxury high-end executives. That's a great point. See? See yeah. why you shouldn't dismiss ideas? Yeah, and don't don't take any Uber Pool stuff, because those people Ugh. clearly, unwashed. I mean, it's like it's like on a bus. <laughs> great unwashed right? masses. Right? I mean, that's, that's, that's not, oh. not going to work. Um, so I think that I think there's an idea there. And so, Bob, what do you think? Would it be going too far if this person put in like video players or maybe maybe actually drives a minivan that has yes. those types of video I already, players? I already I'm with you. And I was thinking the exact same thing. It would not be hard to wire something so that your laptop with its PowerPoint presentation is linked up to either the video screens like you said, the drop-down ones on the minivan type thing or right on the navigation system. And and then you could put a little clicker onto the steering wheel and, you know, a Bluetooth clicker. And, you know, you're just talking. You're having a conversation enabled. But don't use the slides as a crutch. Not too many bullet points. But you could have just have a, a nice guided conversation. Yeah, and at the end of the ride, hey, if you give me your email address, I can send you the takeaways and I'll send you a copy of the slides and that we have them for future use. Right. Exactly. Post them on SlideShare. Yeah. I mean, this, this is – Well, the- that would be an opportunity to take all the emails that you got from all the Uber rides and put them into a marketing automation system and send them one email a day. But you yeah. know what? That's probably a different topic. This the email, the frequency of emails. Yeah. I mean, the frequency of email stuff because imagine if you were effective at once a day – then you might even send it more often. And so that's what we'll, we'll leave that for another day. Um, absolutely. Um, so, so this is someone who is doing this in the hopes of picking up some prospects. And at a minimum, they're literally going to be picking up prospects. Yeah. If they mobilize their whole team, like I said, it could be a huge week for them. And in fact, I could see this as a strategy where now they just go to every conference and they do this. Oh, absolutely. And, and, with all the money they'd be making, instead of spending money at these events, I mean, their marketing budget could be huge. Ian, I actually think that this is a great idea for a business, an outsourced Uber driving lead gen service where I, I could find a bunch of Uber drivers and just do, with a little sales training, I could coach them to go to conferences and find out what the needs are. Imagine that open-ended qualification process of whoever's in the back seat. They must have some needs and then sell those leads. Yeah, so now the Uber driver is not only making money for the ride, but now the Uber driver becomes part of your affiliate marketing strategy. Now, just let, let this, this is exactly why, as I mentioned, it's, it's, it's important to at least think for a few seconds. So I give, I give clever quota crusher in Cincinnati points for being enterprising. Um, but what do we really feel? It's, it's, it's a really stupid idea. The rock star top performer you're looking for in your sales organization isn't looking for a job right now. In fact, they are totally content crushing it for somebody else. 
The folks at Peak Sales Recruiting have discovered an approach so that those rock star candidates will quickly discover that they're better off working for you than for somebody else. And if you've ever wondered, what are the right questions to ask to know if I'm getting a great candidate or just someone who's going to be okay? Well, they also have a sales interview guide available. You can learn more about Peak Sales Recruiting and get their free sales interview guide by visiting peaksalesrecruiting.com slash Ian. Um, but what do we really feel? It's, it's, it's a really stupid idea. And the idea is that the notion of driving around hoping you're going to pick up the right person is kind of like going to a concert and printing up leaflets so that the 16,000 people there, you're going to canvas all these people on the hopes that you run into somebody who actually could be a potential prospect of yours. And let's face it, they're probably not going to take you seriously if you're their Uber driver. <laughs> um, you know, when, if I've got a serious IT issue, the person driving me to point, from point A to point B is usually not my go-to person. It's usually not the person I've got a ton of trust in, and I go, wow, this person's great. Man, if they drive like this, imagine how they'd be with our IT infrastructure. You know, but, but I'll, I'll just I'll, – I'll add this though. In a world of marketing and selling where the end often justifies the means, and you can sign up for a webinar and learn how to find and reach people's cell phone numbers. I mean, that, that's an entire topic out there. So this idea of it doesn't matter how intrusive I am as long as I get my, my – as long as I get my quota. So, so this, this is really an overblown example of that because if I were – if I believe in what I'm selling and I'm committed – too many people in that situation are willing to do, quote unquote, whatever it takes. And so I fear a world where someone might do this one day and then I'll feel guilty for, you know, that we came up with the idea as yeah. a joke and people ran with it. Yeah, we, we made it a joke and there's a guy right now at a conference going, dude, this could actually He's work. He's furiously taking notes on the podcast. Well, because what happens is someone said- He's on well, uber.com yeah, now yeah, submitting see, his paperwork. At, at a conference, <laughs> I see them wrap a bus with advertising. Wait a minute. Why don't I take this hyper local and I'll do advertising inside of an Honestly, Uber that I'm driving? Honestly, you know what? I think that I could see that. I can see someone opening a little, getting a permit, and doing a food truck outside the uh, Moscone Center in San Francisco or the, <laughs> you know, the convention center in Vegas. I mean, you know, I think the problem is again, just to bring it back down to earth, the noise level, the credibility level of of marketing marketers and sellers is not in the favor of the marketer and seller. It's all going in the wrong direction. So yeah, sure. Try this. The means justify the ends, try it and just kind of ruin it for the rest of us who are trying to do it in a professional manner. Yeah, Cause it would ruin marketing and Uber at the same time, <laughs> which isn't necessarily all ride sharing services would, would be crushed because someone did something stupid at, a, at an event. So, uh, you know, Bob, you've redefined the term ROI and I love your description of it. So share that with us. Yeah. It's the return on invasiveness. So again, um, I'm willing to do whatever it takes and I need to be invasive. Otherwise, how are people going to take advantage of my wonderfully beneficial product or service? I'm doing them a favor by calling them 50 times a day. Yeah. And, and so the idea is you want to connect with people where you have their permission. You want to create something that's enticing enough that actually attracts people's interest to you rather than you always chasing them. You know what? That's a great point. And I, I think, you know, the marketing industrial complex, uh, as I like to call it, is very good at building the, the weaponry, you know, marketing automation software, all kinds of um, services. Now, artificial intelligence chatbots, 
we're not focusing enough on building the right value proposition that will make marketing and selling easier. And, and remember, Bob, as we've proven in this episode, artificial intelligence <laughs> is no substitute for real stupidity. <laughs> so, Good way so, to end we, it. so, so we will we will summarize. Um, all this episode in the show notes. We'll have some links to some great content examples that Bob shares on the right types of questions so you can put your finger on the pulse for your clients. Um, remember, this show gets its direction from you, the listener. If there's a topic we should cover, there's a guest we should have on the show, or if there's a question you have for Bob and I to cover on an episode like this, just drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. Have an amazing week, add value, and grow revenue in a way everybody can embrace especially your customer.